This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, how about a mystery? You okay with that? All right. Here are the oldest technologies that scientists can explain. If you think that advanced technology is only a present-day commodity, then you're in for a big surprise. Thousands of years ago, great minds managed to create incredible technologies that were way ahead of their time, like a fire that couldn't be extinguished by water, an unbreakable medieval sword, and even an ancient computer from 200 BCE. If you're ready to learn more about these mind-blowing ancient inventions, plus a whole lot more, then keep on watching. But before we hop into our time machine and blast off into the past, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and turn on post notifications so that you won't miss any of the daily updates on the bright side of life. Now, let's kick off this list at number 10. The Stone Globes of Costa Rica you can easily make a stone-shaped object out of clay by molding it. However, the people living in Costa Rica during ancient times did it the hard way, literally. In the 1930s, spheres ranging from a few inches to more than 6 feet in size were discovered in the Dequi Delta region of Costa Rica. And no, they weren't made from clay, but from a hard igneous stone called granodiorite. Hundreds of these stone spheres were found quarried in the foothills of the Talamanca Mountains. Researchers even saw a gigantic ball weighing over 16 tons. So who would painstakingly carve perfect spheres out of giant rocks? Was this some kind of ancient hobby or an offering to the gods? Maybe a ginormous soccer ball? We still don't know who the mastermind or minds behind these stone orbs were. According to studies, they were made as early as 200 BCE. But whoever was doing it stopped when Spanish colonizers showed up in the area during the 16th century. So it looks like they did have ample time to carve all these stones, more or less 1800 years. But how did they do it? Well, granodiorite rocks can easily be carved using temperature techniques. First, they heated up some section using hot coals and then cooled it off with cold water. Next, they hammered it using harder materials that were strong enough to chip the stone. For the finishing touch, they polished it using sand or leather. This was the same process used to create small stone axes and statues. As for what purpose these spherical stones served, well, unfortunately, that remains one of the most baffling mysteries in archaeology. I got it. Let's send in Indiana Jones. Well, Researchers assume that they were used as a compass or for astronomical observations, since some were found in patterns of lines, triangles, and parallelograms. Others theorized that the stone globes were a status symbol of the rich and influential families at the time. Uh, I guess we'll never know. Number 9. The Roman Dodecahedron we can thank the ancient Romans for inventing such modern-day conveniences as concrete, roads and highways, toilets and newspapers, to name a few. I think the Vespa actually came later. These Roman inventions have a pretty straightforward approach on 
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. How to use them. The same, however, can't be said about the dodecahedron. Sorry, the dodecahedron. Well, you try to say it. These strange hollow objects made from bronze or stone were discovered about 200 years ago. They have 12 flat pentagonal-shaped faces with a knob protruding on each corner. Over a hundred of these dodecahedra were found in Hungary, Great Britain, Switzerland, Belgium, Austria, Germany, the Netherlands, France, Luxembourg, and Poughkeepsie, all which used to be part of the Great Roman Empire. Well, not Poughkeepsie, that's in New York. The objects range in size from an inch and a half to a little over four inches, and some date way back to the second or third year CE. The ancient Romans normally had a habit of keeping records, but none were found for their dodecahedra. Researchers do have a few theories, though. The dodecahedron might have been a dice, a kid's toy, a candle holder, a simple decoration, a measuring device on the battlefield, or an astronomical instrument, to name a few. Experts really have no idea, so the Roman dodecahedra remain a mystery yet to be solved. Number 8. The Phaistos Disc in Crete in 1908, Italian archaeologist Luigi Pernier found the Phaistos disc in the Minoan palace in the city of Phaistos on the Greek island of Crete. It's made from clay and measures about 6.2 inches in diameter. It's covered on both sides with 243 symbols arranged in a spiral pattern. Experts guess that the disc was created sometime between 1400 and 1850 BCE but its meaning and purpose remain a complete mystery. At first, it was thought to be some sort of hoax, but that didn't stop scientists and decipherers from cracking the code of the Phaistos disk. Experts originally argued that it was something like a movable typewriter. But Dr. Gareth Owens, a linguist and researcher at the Technological Educational Institute of Crete, thought otherwise. In collaboration with Professor John Coleman from the Phonetics Department at Oxford University, they concluded that it was a prayer to an ancient Minoan goddess. The disc, which is now on display at the Heraklion Archaeological Museum, is about 90% deciphered but only on one side. So it seems this 4,000-year-old mystery is not yet fully unraveled. <laughs> Number 7. Greek Fire Everybody knows that water beats fire, right? Well, it looks like Greek fire doesn't adhere to the laws of physics. This sorta of napalm of ancient times was introduced by Byzantine Greeks in the 7th century CE. In fact, it was such a precious asset to the kingdom that Emperor Romanos II of Constantinople declared that, aside from the Byzantine imperial regalia and any royal princess, notice the order. Greek fire must not end up in foreign hands at all costs. For that reason, its formula was a well-guarded state secret for over seven centuries. A whole lot longer than the stealth fighter jet. What was that, five minutes? 
So, how was this super-secret 7th-century military weapon used? And was it really that effective? Well, to answer that first question, Greek fire was used in naval warfare. And yes, it got the job done alright. The highly combustible liquid was carried by Byzantine ships and launched it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline onto enemy vehicles, immediately setting ablaze anything and anyone on board, even the water below it. It was indeed hot, hot, hot. Number 6. Damascus Steel Invented by Middle Eastern swordsmiths at around 500 CE, blades made from Damascus steel were the most sought after in medieval Europe. And that's because they were the best swords at the time. Hard, flexible, and beautiful, weapons made from Damascus steel were of extraordinary quality. In fact, these swords were rumored to be able to slice right through a falling silk scarf. Which came in really handy if you were ever attacked by a silk merchant. Experts believe that the iron in Damascus steel was yielded from woots, a type of Indian steel that was made over 2,000 years ago. In the 3rd and 4th century, woots became a popular trade item in the city of Damascus, where, of course, the steel that Europe was trying to get its hands on at the time was coming from. The technique to create this marvelous sword was lost in the 1700s, along with its primary ingredient, woots. Number 5. The Iron Pillar of Delhi It seems India had already perfected the art of metallurgy way back in ancient times. More proof of this can be found in the Iron Pillar of Delhi. A plain 22-foot-tall iron column isn't exactly a head-turner, but the history behind it and the mystery that surrounds it is what makes it so impressive. Its origin dates back to the Gupta period, which lasted from about 240 to 590 CE. It was originally located in Madhya Pradesh, but its purpose was never put on record. Some say it was a flagstaff or a sundial. It's also believed to have been built to honor Vishnu, one of the important Hindu gods, or for a king, presumably Chandragupta Vikramaditya. However, these are only speculations, and no concrete evidence has been found. The pillar is made from 98% wrought iron and weighs over 6 tons. Any object made of iron is prone to rust, but not the 1,600-year-old Iron Pillar of Delhi. Well, it's not entirely true that it doesn't rust at all. A small amount of rust has started to form, but it's strange that there isn't more. Experts believe this might be due to the fact that Delhi isn't a very humid city, and humidity causes iron to rust quickly. Another theory is that the pillar has a protective layer called misawite. Again, these are only speculations and haven't been scientifically proven. Number 4. The Viking Ulfbert Sword It was made of metal so pure that archaeologists thought it was created with technology that was way ahead of its time. Viking Ulfbert swords are believed to have been made around 800 to 1000 CE, 
but experts were sure that the technology used to make swords of such extraordinary quality didn't come around until 800 years later. So yeah, that's how futuristic this weapon was. Only about 170 Ulfbert swords have been found. This rarity in numbers has led scientists to believe that it was a prized possession only for elite Vikings. Thanks to research conducted by Dr. Robert Lehman from the Institute of Inorganic Chemistry at the University of Hanover in Germany, we now know the sword's composition. Lehman found that its blade had a high manganese content, and its guard was made from iron with a high arsenic content. But how they managed to make these swords at that time remains a mystery. Today, the slag, or impurities in the ore, must be removed by heating it to 3000 degrees Fahrenheit and mixing it with carbon to make it stronger. However, this method of heating iron to such high temperatures didn't exist in medieval times. Back then, the common and less effective method was to pound the slag off. Yet the Viking Ulfbert sword contains three times more carbon is made from crucible steel, and it has almost no slack, making it superior for its time. It was rumored that the sword's maker had magical… At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. ...powers, since the weapon was so advanced. Well, there's no proof that this wasn't the case, so who knows? Number 3. The Voynich Manuscript This strange manuscript has been a source of frustration for cryptologists, scientists, and scholars alike. It is by far the most baffling and unsolvable document of all time. Experts do know that it dates back to the 15th century. It has 240 pages broken into four sections – herbal, astrological, balneological, and pharmacological. But this book is by no means an encyclopedia. Well, if it is, then it's a really, really weird one. It's full of strange drawings of unidentifiable plants celestial charts of unknown origin, and naked women bathing in some green liquid, sitting on giant ovaries and holding rainbows in their hands. You think maybe that's the uh, herbal section? It's written in a completely unidentifiable language that's been dubbed Voynichese. Who on earth, or better yet, in the universe, made this thing? While the manuscript does go back centuries and has traveled most of the world throughout that time, it actually went missing for about 250 years and was only rediscovered in 1912 when Polish book dealer Wilfred Voynich purchased it. Since then, there have literally been dozens of failed attempts to crack this thing. World-famous cryptologist William Friedman tried to decipher it in the 1940s, but to no avail. According to his article published in the Paris Review, Friedman concluded that it was most likely an early attempt to construct an artificial language. In 2016, another attempt was made by a team of computer scientists at the University of Alberta. They used artificial intelligence and even used Google Translate to decode it. They concluded that it's written in Hebrew, but they'd need an actual Hebrew scholar to confirm this and fully translate the whole book. Now, if you want to take your shot and try to decode this mysterious and out-of-this-world book yourself, 
The entire thing is available online in Yale University's Beneke Rare Book and Manuscript Library. Good luck! Number 2. The Zhang Heng Seismograph In 132 CE, Zhang Heng, a Chinese inventor, astronomer, engineer, scientist, scholar and artist, invented a seismoscope and presented it to the Han court as an instrument for measuring seasonal winds and the Earth's movements. This ancient seismograph could actually determine the location or direction of an earthquake hundreds of miles away. And the proof was in the pudding. The device successfully detected an earthquake in the west of Yulang in 138 CE. So, how does it work? It drops a bronze ball through one of eight tubes shaped like a dragon into the mouth of a toad that sits right below each one. Which tube it falls through tells you the direction the earthquake is coming from. Scientists from Zhengzhou, China, made a replicate of the device in 2005, and it actually worked. The replicate was able to detect four quakes in China and Vietnam. But still, nothing beats the original since it was so far ahead of its time. Number 1. The Antikythera Mechanism Also known as the clockwork computer, the Antikythera mechanism was retrieved by a group of divers in 1900 in an underwater shipwreck near the Greek island of Antikythera. It's been dubbed the world's first analog computer, and get this, it was made around 200 BCE. This bronze mechanism displays exceptional engineering and astronomical precision that was, you've got it, extremely advanced for its time. According to Atlas Obscura, the mechanism could tell the positions of the sun, moon, planets and stars, as well as the lunar phase, the dates of upcoming solar eclipses, and even the speed at which the moon moves through the sky. That's how awesome this device was. However, no one is sure who used it and how or where it was made. A sophisticated device like this must have had a wealthy origin, considering how complicated it was built. You can visit the remains of the Antikythera mechanism in the bronze collection at the National Archaeological Museum of Athens. It also has a replica in the American Computer Museum in Bozeman, Montana.